0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Well Played podcast, a podcast all about playful learning. Together, we explore the power of learning through play and finding joy in the journey. With me, I have Stephanie Crawford. Twitter handle is Mrs. Seaford underscore tweets, and we are talking about gaming with gusto and students. Uh, but before we get to all that, Stephanie, this is your first time on Well Played. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Thanks, Michael. I'm excited to be here. I teach eighth grade literature in central Illinois, not Chicago, down south. <laughs> there are other cities in Chicago or other than Chicago, I promise. Um, and just recently, I've started gamifying my classroom, but also adding board game club afterwards to get kids kind of involved and in playing
0: and get to know them better. Nice. Uh I have long used board games as well, Uh, and I just, I mean, I think everybody that's listened to these shows knows that I absolutely love board games. Uh, When did you start to like them yourself? Uh, Short of the, like, as a kid, like, we all, like, whatever, (laughs) liked doing that, but, like, as an adult, when were you like, "This this is pretty cool?
1: Um, I'm really not sure when it happened. I probably liked video games as an
0: adult or board games. I guess I assumed that it has happened.
1: (laughs) Obviously, yes. (laughs) No, I hate board games, but I force my kids to play them. Like, we will have this board game club and you will like that. (laughs) No, um, I don't. I don't know that I remember when I started loving board games as an adult, but I I think it stemmed from loving video games as an adult, sure. where I would um, I would marathon play, you know, like over the summer I get a new video game, and I would play until I'd beaten it, and I would get like the no circulation in your hands, you know, like cold because they've been holding that controller for so long, and then it just kind of went over into finding some really cool board games, not just Monopoly and Sorry and all that stuff, but different board games. And then my husband owns a board game store. And so I guess like if you're going to have <laughs> a board game store in the family, you kind of have to like playing board games too. So I don't I need, know. I, it need just
0: to, I need to get me one of those, like a board game <laughs> store connection. That would be awesome. i mean so it is pretty good well so with these board games like that you sort of you you transition oh i shouldn't say transition you still play video games i would imagine i do yeah um but it's it's neat to hear that like you do both right and as as a teacher of students who clearly really love video games i mean that is definitely where the kids are at um how did it go when you first started to introduce kids to board gaming? Was it well received? Were they excited? Were they confused? Were they, what are these card
1: things? <laughs> um, I just randomly had an idea uh, probably about a month into the school year. And the kids know, like, I, I had told them at the beginning what my husband did and um, talked about how we would bring some of those board games into the classroom. And um, then one day, just kind of thought, uh, I wonder if there'd be interest in having a board game club, if if any of the students would want to do that. So I had a Google form, and I just said, you know, this you don't have to tell anyone else, you know, because some I feel like sometimes people are afraid to admit that they want to play board games. Like, um,
0: that's a sad reality, but it, it is, is it is. is a reality.
1: And these are eighth graders for me, and so there is even more of that stigma. You know, yes. So I just put this Google form out there and I had a a pretty good response and I did my first board game club and I had 12 people show up and really we've remained consistent between about 12 and 16 every week. And when I first introduced them, I've done less. I I know you like using games like Secret Hitler, really strategic games too that are super fun, but mine needed a different place to start because they didn't have a lot of experience with you know, different kinds of board games. So um, I made sure that I took the time that, that we only have an hour. So I made sure that I picked games that could be played within that time that I could sit down with them, answer questions, be a part of it, and then be able to step back and let them take over. And it's actually been really good. So they might have they might have a question, you know, how do I do this or how does this go again? and we'll talk about it, but it wasn't... I thought they would be more scared about it, but they're not. They're totally jumped in, and they love it, and they're proud of being there, and they'll talk about it to the rest of their classmates. And so when we bring a game in that we've played in Board Game Club into the classroom, the kids from Board Game Club are super excited. They're like, oh, I know how to do this. And nice. all the rest of the kids come up and ask them, okay, what am I doing here? So it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I, I absolutely love sort of the the bonding that happens at board game club for me uh you well i guess with board games in general like even with adults i like that there's this focal point of the game so even when you're with a new group of people and you don't really know them there's now this shared experience that we can all focus on concentrate on raz each other with like if you don't know somebody you know like it, make, it makes you kind of instant friends if you all sort of play the game because you're right. paying attention to the game and you can joke around with the game. And when I see that happen with my students and I get to know them a little different, razz them a little different, they can razz me <laughs> right. if, if it's focused on the game, right? like, Right. Uh, so it breaks down some of those walls. And I absolutely love that experience with my students. And I like to carry it <clears throat> over into the sort of next – the next day – uh, where if you're playing one of these hidden role games or something, mm-hmm. I like to continue to say like, Oh man, I can't believe you backstabbed me. I was the sheriff, you know, <laughs> like whatever. Um, so I'm trying to think of the name of that game. That game's, uh, drawn a blank, but, uh, it's, a
1: the sheriff of Nottingham. Is that, the that's one? a
0: good one. That's not what I was thinking. That's not the one you're thinking of. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: Maybe we just start naming board games.
0: There's so many good board (laughs) games out there. Literally, my my head's swimming with like a million of them. Uh, I still can't. This is driving me nuts. Well, it's a good social deduction game. Uh, I'll link it in the show notes when I figure it out. But uh, it's one where there's like some bandits, there's a sheriff, there's.
1: Oh, I know what you're talking about. uh,
0: Bang! That's it. Yes. yes. That's it. I'll still link it in the show notes, but bang is a great game uh, where you're, there's a deputy that everyone knows who the sheriff is. Uh, Deputy knows who the sheriff is, but the sheriff doesn't know who the deputy is. They're on a team. Then there's these bandits trying to get rid of the sheriff. So nonetheless, I lost as the sheriff and uh, you know, all these bandits, AKA students took me down. And so the next day in class, you know, I did my lecture, did my thing. We were doing our activity and then it was work time and I just went to my desk and I sat down and started doing work as they were working and I put on Bob Marley's, I shot, I shot the sheriff <laughs> and the person that like d- dealt the final blow was the quietest, sweetest little girl. I teach sixth grade. They just, she was just this tiny little girl and her head just slowly raises from the table <laughs> and a smirk comes across her face and then she busts out laughing and everybody's like what's what's so funny they don't know it's like this little inside joke <laughs> between the two of us and it i just i love that games can make us relate and connect yeah uh, and that's actually what i like about board games versus video and not trying to say that one's better or worse than the other but a piece that definitely board games has over video games i think is the relational part
1: I agree with you. And I I agree with what you say about the relationships with the students too, that come to the board game club. Um, There is, there's just always that extra piece that the other students don't have. You know, like you said, that you can carry over from the last game that you played. We played an unlock adventure. The first time that we did it, we did not escape it. We we lost, we died in that room. (laughs) We did not make it out. Um, but we were okay with it. We were just giving each other a hard time, you know, like, oh, if we could have gotten those codes faster, you know, we, but it, it wasn't like we were mad at each other. We were laughing about it. Yeah. Like Maybe next time we'll get out. Maybe next time we'll be lucky enough to actually survive.
0: And for those, so, for those listeners, Unlock is a game that came out, I think last year, uh, and quite prolific. They made, I think seven or eight of these. Mm-hmm. um i don't know they're like 12 15 bucks you can get them at barnes and noble amazon whatnot but or your local board
1: game store or your
0: local board game store definitely actually <laughs> that's where i bought my first three was a local board game store uh, they are kind of like breakout edu if you've experienced that or if you've experienced a real breakout room but it's just this deck of 60 80 cards and it's amazing how they've really – I don't know. like I still kind of have that same feel of a breakout room. And like yes. they did it in the deck of cards. It is a one-time play because you know the solution. But as teachers, these would be great things to pick up because you could just hand the deck to somebody. There's a, like a 10-card tutorial so that they all can kind of learn it before they play yep. uh, when they're on the clock. Uh, it's a really good thing to pick up. And like I said, it's something you can almost throw in your pocket and just hand somebody like here, you know. Try this, and then like we can chat afterwards. Uh, you and know, you do, do
1: have to have the app, so you need a device.
0: You, you with... do need a device. That's true. Yeah. Because it keeps track of time and like some penalties, and then there are some codes you have to like sometimes to enter,
1: enter to and, unlock. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, but you only need one device for the, the the team, and then. Yep. I mean, you could even let somebody borrow your phone for that that time. That's Dis- what I did. You could. That makes you. That forces you to disconnect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true <laughs> so unlock's a good one i talked about bang uh these are all great ones that would fit in like a small time period if you want to start an after school game club or if you wanted to do uh like a recess game club that's actually where my game club started uh so that i had to pick really short games uh so i why don't we help some people out what are some games that you found some real traction with that would be great ones to start, you know, these short ones, easy rules, but high, like, fun factor?
1: I think um, the Resistance is a really good one. Uh, It can be played in a pretty short amount of time, and uh, it can be, I think, four to ten players is what it's in there, so it gives you some leeway in the group that you have. Um, But I like it because... You have four people that are spies. I'm sorry. If you're, I just recently played it with ten people. So if you have ten people, these, four these, of them are spies, six yeah, these, of them are...
0: These numbers are going to vary yeah. based on the people <laughs> you play with.
1: Yeah. So you basically you have some spies mixed in with the rebel forces. And the only people that know who the spies are are the spies. Um, and so as each person has to send in new people for their mission, to try to be successful in their mission, the spies can try to uh, make the mission fail. So they have to kind of start questioning, well, why do you want that person to go in? Or why is that the best choice for this mission?
0: And this is like super awesome for us as teachers because it's so much conversation. Mm -hmm. It's so much like reading each other's faces, picking up who's looking at who paying attention to votes like when people say like we're going to send these three on the mission who likes that idea who doesn't and you start to slowly piece these things together (laughs) uh so that you eventually can figure out who's the bad guys and who's the good guys if you've been paying attention um but i love it with my sixth graders for that like forcing them to sort of talk to each other and listen to the and see the finer details as well
1: we have one student that um they always say that they know when it's him because they can hear his eyelids open when the spies have to look at each other and everyone else's eyes are closed. It's like, I heard your eyelids open. But it's things like that even, you know, like they listen for those littlest things that they yes. think will give them a hint <laughs> of, of who it is.
0: It's That's a fun one. Um, what are, What's another one that you guys play?
1: Um, we like Concept. I like that one in the classroom, too. I think it's good for either but uh, I don't play by the rules on that. I'm sorry. What? There. <laughs> I, I play collaboratively instead of in teams. Um, and then I give a time limit on how long they have to try to guess this word. So it's a game board that has pictures on it. Um, I guess I kind of think of it like charades if, if it was charade if <laughs> instead of. Getting to act out your scene, you just had to like put a marker on pictures. I don't know if that makes sense when I say it. But it is, it's a, they're not allowed to talk. Yeah. Person is not allowed to talk at all. They're not allowed to do hand motions. They only have this game board in front of them. And whatever clue that they picked, let's say it was Hunger Games. They have to mark spots on the game board that would lead the people to guess Hunger Games. So they might mark that it was a movie. They might mark that it was a book. They might mark that it was a lead female character. They might mark that it had action or death in it. But they they really get into the the clues for that. Like how am I gonna make someone know what this thing is? Uh, you can take clues away if you're <laughs> if you're really leading them in the wrong direction. So they have to listen to what all the rest of the team is saying. And they have to shut up. They can't say anything. And that's one of my favorite things. they 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 really have to listen, and it's really hard for them to just stop talking and and just try to be be the one who is listening to it.
0: Sure. Uh, I mean, these are all great suggestions and ones that in my game club, the kids have really liked as well. Ones that I would add, if you're listening, Check out Sushi Go. That's uh, oh yeah. That's like a different game mechanic. It's about card drafting, and what that means is you're gonna get like a hand of like you know six, seven cards, and you're gonna take the one you like best for your hand, and then sort of pass on the rest, and then pick up the next set of six from the other person. So you're kind of picking the best out of what's available, best out of what's available, um, and then play out that hand. Um, absolutely love that game. Uh, another one that I just picked up and it's just got reprinted and I suggest everybody pick it up because it was so fun and I dug it, was Azul, A-Z-U-L. It's a tile laying game. Uh, my students like it. My seven-year-old daughter likes it. My parents like it. I mean, it's like <laughs> everybody digs it. Uh, and it's short. It takes about 25, 30 minutes once everybody knows the rules. Um, that's been a really fun one.
1: I would also recommend Space Team. I think that's a good one. You only need five minutes for one game of that. That's um, sweet. Yeah, so you can do that, and everybody plays at one time. It does limit it on the people, though, because I think you can only have five five or six people playing that, so you do have to have a smaller group.
0: All right, so we've, di- a good one. we've discussed like different games these people could pick up. Um, I'm sure we'll have more game suggestions as we continue, but like... <laughs> Uh, it's because they're so fun, right? I mean, yeah. like... Um, I guess I wanted to just say, like, if you were to sort of give the the listener right now sort of a, a push in the direction to try these, um, what would be your sort of elevator pitch? What, what, like, what's the... Why should they sort of either... I mean, you can either take that towards why they should do it in their classroom with kids or just why they should do it themselves.
1: Well... I think if we talk about it like in the classroom, why you should try this or like even starting during recess or after school, a board game club type thing, is it really helps build relationships. You will get to know students who probably typically aren't going to be the ones that are gonna be really outgoing in class. Um, You get to know them in a new way, know more about them. They feel really cared for too, I mean, and respected and they feel like they're a part of something. So I think that's huge. And then, like I said, if you do that, and you bring those games into the classroom also, then suddenly they're the experts. So now their other classmates look to them for leadership, which, again, in in my experience, that doesn't, the, the kids that are coming consistently to board game club don't always, they're not always the same ones who take that natural leadership role. Um so it's it's been really good that way. So I would suggest it for that. And then I think sometimes adults are scared if they're if they don't consider themselves to be gamers that they're scared to take that plunge. So I would say you know get a group of three or four teachers together and just try out some of these games. Um, and you could even do that during, uh, you know like after school for a half an hour or something like that. But you'd find out they're really accessible. And they are fun and you'll be laughing and it's okay to make mistakes and you'll feel better about teaching your kids to play them too.
0: Yeah. I mean, two solid answers. Uh, Stephanie, (laughs) I couldn't agree more. Uh, My favorite thing is the building of relationships. That would be my favorite thing on both sides of the fence, whether it's with students or just with adults. Um, My like pitch for you guys to try it is stop being boring. Like, (laughs) like yes i like it why didn't i go with that i mean i get it we all grew up we have to pay bills whatnot but like that doesn't mean we have to stop playing you know uh let's do it let's just have some fun uh invite some friends over i tell you this is a cheap night by comparison like if you were to go out to the movies with your friends you and your friends you know pay 35 40 for dinner each then you all pay like $25, 30 bucks for the movie. You know, not each, but like as a couple, right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, like collectively, it's like a hundred-dollar night to go to the movies, and that experience is one, one time, one day. If you buy, even if you buy an expensive board game, even if you buy like a fifty-dollar, sixty-dollar board game for that evening and order pizza, you're you're still less than a hundred dollars, <laughs> and you have that game.
1: Well, and I. Say, I know I always go back to the the look for your local store, too, if you have one, because a lot of times they will have games that you can play and a play area. So you could make it a night where you go out with a group, go to the local store. You could still go get dinner and all of that and then play for free without having to buy the game first, Mm -hmm. you know, to test it out and see if you like it. So if you have a local store that offers that, that even makes it less of an expense to, to try it out for the first time so I guess I'm just building on that there's really no reason not to
0: yeah I mean I there's just not a
1: reason not to <laughs>
0: there isn't and I, it's so fun I do this with a game group here um, we kind of take turns hosting and we take turns purchasing the game but like I've been doing that now for a year and it's kind of cool the amount of games that our game group has and right. We've obviously all bonded over the time, and like we're willing to like lend each other games. So it's kind of like collectively, we have this amazing collection. But like cost-wise, has been really small uh, by comparison to other like adult hobbies. And I just just go out there like buy one. And again, even if these people and yourselves aren't gamers, you are like you you really Mm -hmm. are. Read this; it's a good time. (laughs) Try one of the suggestions we've said. Um. L- tell us, you know, we would love to hear in comments, tweets, however you want to connect. I'd love to hear how your voyage into gaming goes, you know, listeners. It's uh, it's a fun experience. Check out some of those games. And again, if you have a local game store, they are always super awesome uh, about guiding you through what game would be a good one to to pick up for your first game night. I think, right?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: At least my local game store is. <laughs> uh, with kiddos, um, have you had any experiences where these, the, your students have loved the experience of the game so much that they've sort of went out and sought that same game to have for their house, for their family, for their friends?
1: Yes. I actually had a student who just told me that, um, he had asked for a couple of the games that we played in board game club for his birthday, which was just this past week. And so uh, his mom went in and bought him the games that he had wanted. So, and they're excited to tell you that like, ah, oh, I'm getting this game for my birthday. <laughs> and like, that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. So yeah. And I'm sorry.
0: I was just gonna say, I remember a couple of years ago, uh, a mom writing me an email that said it's coming up on Christmas and I can't believe I'm about to ask this but like my son all he wants is like a list of board games but I, I don't know which ones <laughs> and like where to get them. Uh, I don't know how you've turned him away from video games and on to <laughs> board games but this is like all he wants. And I just think that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Well I know that for my own kids um, since we make sure that board games are a part of our household too. Um, And actually my sixth grader, their teacher just started a board game club for him this year. Um, And he loves that also. So he's gotten to play, you know, some games in school and bond with his teacher that way also. But I know that now when they go to a birthday party, that's what they ask is, can we take, can we give a board game as a gift?
0: Of course, please. (laughs) Yeah, that is, that's um, expose
1: people to them.
0: Yeah, my daughter, Mila, and I, that's what we all pretty much always give birthday gifts and stuff, our games, for friends and family. Um, and last year, we didn't give one to my sister and her kids, and they all were kind of like, what 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 the hey, like, that's, we expect that from you, and we want that from you. We like, we, you've had the experience, you've curated what's good, and like, give us the good. Uh, so games are a welcome present. So also think about that. I thought of another game that we should suggest, and that is Love Letter.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Okay. That one's inexpensive, small, like you can travels with the wherever you go if you want, and super simple to sort of pick up, but a lot of fun and a lot of like jokes, a lot of razzing in that game. Yeah. Uh, so check out Love Letter.
1: I thought of another one too.
0: <laughs> let's, do, let's do it.
1: I would recommend Jungle Speed. Um, again, very easy to carry around with you. You do you would stand up instead of sitting down to play it probably most effectively. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it is really it goes really fast, and you have to be pretty observant about what cards people are flipping over. Um, yeah, I, it's a it's a fun game. It's a fun game. Yeah. Have you ever played
0: it? I have never played
1: it. <gasps> I know what you're going to play next time we see each other. <laughs> Woo! Uh,
0: so, Stephanie and I actually just recently got to play a board game together, and that was really fun. Uh, I haven't ha- gotten an opportunity to play board games with many of the well played community. Uh, so, that was a lot of fun. We played a game called Isle of Sky. That's a little different in terms of the games we're talking about here. That one takes, I don't know, I'd say 45 minutes to an hour. Um, but also, a, I think, a great game for you to pick up for your family. Oh, lots, yeah. of, lots of fun decisions, a lot of interaction, a lot of variability, so you're not always playing sort of the same game. Uh, and we really haven't mentioned this yet, and let's just pretend this is the beginning of the podcast, <laughs> and like, hey, listener, uh, new if you have not played board games like since you were a kid, they have massively changed since oh, yeah. you were a kid. So we're not talking about these experiences that are monopoly, like weekend long experiences. <laughs> Where and, you
1: flip the table.
0: Yeah. And, and also, so I mean, like on the monopoly note, I just like monopoly. Monopoly isn't a good game. Like when you see, <laughs> <laughs> when you see these new, when you see the new games and the, how they're designed, everyone's usually engaged. Everyone like, yeah, is paying attention because everything matters and you're super involved and they're quick. So it's like, oh sweet. I mean, even like a long game now is like two hours. That's like that's like a long game. Yeah. Um and and that's even manageable if you think about it. That's that's Well like, and the,
1: it doesn't feel like it's taking that time. I've always felt like Monopoly felt long. You you just got to, this is never going to end. <laughs> this this is going to keep going for the rest of my life. But the games that are out there now, even if they do take two hours, which like you said, you know, it's more typical to be about 45 minutes, I think yeah. to an hour, but even the longer games, it, it really doesn't feel like that because you truly are engaged in a completely different way than with the, the old board games, the traditional board games.
0: Yeah. I had a friend of mine tell me like, a, I think a really great comparison because sometimes I mean, I'm still a little like sheepish sometimes about like, hey, you guys want to play a board game? And for some of my friends that don't really play, you know, they're like, ooh, I don't know if I want to, (laughs) like, play a game or sit for, like, two hours. Uh, But then my friend said, like, you know, it's kind of ridiculous because my friend's like, I I would sit and watch a football game for four hours. Right. So, like, you're going to watch other people play a game for four hours. Like, why don't you sit down here and have a shared experience, something that we're all going to joke and do. And these new board games all have you involved at all the moments too. So it's like, like you said, the time just flies by, I think. Yeah. Um, so and most of what we've talked about today here centered around these light ones, which is great for kids and you should do it. But if you end up kind of exploring this hobby with your friends and want to have one of these, like, like I said, board game sort of clubs for your adults. Think about picking up some of these larger, you know, one hour to two hour games. Cause They're pretty awesome as well.
1: Yeah. Agreed.
0: Well, well, uh, it is time to do some reflection.
1: I love reflection.
0: So this one, it's it's a good quote. I like this quote. It's uncredited, so I don't know who it comes from. But uh, yeah, well, I want to hear what you think about this given today's topic. So are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. The way people play games show some of their character. The way they lose games show all of it. How does that hit you, I... Stephanie? Bam.
1: That hits me hard, Michael. <laughs> I really like that quote cuz I think it's so true and um the way that we see, you know, are you going to take advantage and, and uh, cheat a little bit during that game? You know, sometimes you have, I see it in students. Sometimes they're like, maybe they want to do that. They're on the fence about it. I think that does translate into kind of some of our, uh, how we interact in our real world. Are we going to make that right choice? And sometimes they'll pull back and like, okay, I'm not going to look at that person's cards and that, shows us something about how they're going to act in life too. And it's some good lessons. Like if you aren't willing to do that to your opponent in the game, then that translates into life with you. You can take that with you. That sounds stupid probably, but that's kind of where I go with it. But also um, I think when we talk about how you win and lose a game, that that is, that shows you how you're going to react in those situations in life as well. So I have had students who have not taken losing well, but we're able to have conversations, like aside on our own and really talk through it. And I feel like I've watched them grow. So they have become better at losing. And then I notice in the classroom, if they're in a situation where they weren't, you know, the fastest or the best answer. They didn't win a challenge. They are handling that better too. So their interaction with their peers is becoming better. So I think it does relate to how they live and how they play.
0: Yeah, no. I often tell my students uh, that sitting down and play a board game is incredibly humbling because you know you're playing with four other players. Most games there's one winner, so it's like you. The odds are totally against you you are going to probably lose so when they play like you're saying some of them make poor choices
1: uh, <laughs> that's a much of, better way of saying it thank you michael they to, make poor choices <laughs> to
0: ensure that victory and i i always joke with my students you know you shouldn't cheat uh because if you win you can take no pride in it and if you lose you're a moron <laughs> so, so i really drive to down a don't, good motto. <laughs> don't cheat, guys. Just play the game. Do your best. Um, I also like board games kind of like swimming. You know, like if you play the same game several times, sometimes I'm just trying to even beat my own score. Even if I don't win the game, I'm kind of like, wow, man, I got 10 more points than I did last game. Uh, that can be kind of fun as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, it is kind of neat what a board game reveals to kind of go back to the quote. Uh, it, it does really show us the underlying characteristics of kind of who we are and who the players are that we're playing with. So, as always, thank you for joining us today, Stephanie. I hope to have you on again here shortly. Um, we've had a few scheduling glitches to get you to the show. <laughs> Stephanie should have been on like six times by now. Just everybody, everybody hear that. That's m- my fault. I really appreciate
1: you having me, Michael. Thank
0: you. Yeah. Everybody else, don't forget to check out explorelikeapirate.com for all sorts of more ideas, vlogs, blogs, and podcasts. Also, uh, we have with us uh, Stephanie. She has a YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel. Both are putting out great stuff. We'd love to hear from you and connect with those communities. Stephanie's actually shared several things about board games in the classroom. Uh, You should definitely check those out. So without further ado, we hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week.